Travel has been one of the most rewarding and growing experiences in my life. I love to travel and I wanted to share my joy with my children. So if this is you and you want to share your joy of travel with your kids, or maybe you just want to teach your children how they can be safer when they travel, listen in today for an episode that talks about a fun way to teach your kids about safety and about staying close to us and pre-teaching what you really want them to know. I need to tell you too that I am actually traveling as I am recording this now. So your sound might be a little different and I forgot to bring along my intro and outro again. Last time I traveled and did an episode from traveling, I had forgotten to bring along the intro and outro. I think I'm learning I need to put it on maybe Google Drive or something so that I have it with me when I need it. But anyway, let's get started. So here we are. We're traveling with kids. What do you do to make sure that they are safe, that you've pre-taught them what it is you want them to do, they know about being close to you, and you have fun along the way? I'm going to tell you a story of something that happened in my life. When my kids were younger, and the oldest was studying the state capitals in her school, I realized I have a friend that is in Washington, D.C. area. So let's go visit her. And also, let's take a look at Washington, D.C. while we're there. My kids, along with my niece, were ages 7, 9, 10, and 11. And I had dreams of taking them on great travel adventures one day. You can't travel by yourself with the kids, my mom worried. That's too dangerous. Well, I didn't think it was going to be dangerous. And I believed that travel was going to be so incredibly worthwhile that I thought, hmm, how can I, how can I teach these basics to ensure safety and happiness and do that before I go? So here's what we did. I shared my enthusiasm with the kids and I invited them into the planning. I did not say anything about danger. Instead, I dug into the education and the preparation before we left. And then little bits unfolded over a couple of months as they learned things, because you know how it is. Once you start telling your kids about what it is that you're going to be learning, they start noticing things related and they come and tell you about it. So we have little bits of more and more coming home and the fun and excitement about the upcoming adventure was <clears throat> was growing. But here's what I want to say to you. So if there are three tips for today, these are it. One, German Shepherd. Two, be a duck. Three, tape your carpet. I will explain these three things. First, we reviewed basic German Shepherd. And that was a loving term that I had given to my kids for come, sit, stay. Whether you like that terminology or not, I think children understand it when we put it in the context of a dog. And they love the dogs, they love the animals. So if they are not fluent in basic German Shepherd, your trip is neither safe nor fun. Children need to be able to come, to sit, and to stay. 
and any combination therein. Once you button down that, you have hope for doing anything. Now, the second thing I wanted to remind them was what I called be a duck. So in summers past, we had enjoyed watching the baby ducks hover near their mother in a pond. And when mama duck turned, the pod of fluffy babies would scoot along with her. There's no organized pattern. They simply stayed close. It was the babies who tracked where mama duck went. And when the ducklings wandered, mama duck squawked, and then the baby came right back. So I used the phrase, be a duck, very early in my kid's life, and we played with be a duck and German Shepherd spontaneously and often. Kids learn so easily from watching animals. So if you have an animal or see an animal that is doing something you do like or don't like, it is a wonderful way to help your kids learn. It's outside of themselves and they don't feel the pressure. They are simply watching and learning. And this kind of stuff fits into everyday life. It's while you're at the store, while you're on your way to the store, while you're living your life. Refreshing these skills in my trip proved to be really helpful, and you will understand at the end of the story. The third thing was tape the carpet. And my purpose in that was to orient the kids to Washington, D.C. So I knew my kids learned best with movement and with play and with using all the senses. Now, I knew this because of my speech pathology background and brain science background. We know it is research proven that if you teach during movement, people learn better. And if you use the five senses, they learn better. And if you use emotions, we lock it in. And so which emotions do we want to learn with? Obviously, the emotions that come when we play, which are positive, happy emotions. And that locks the learning in. So here's what we did. I stretched out masking tape along the carpet. And then I told the kids, label this one um, Independence Avenue and label this one Washington Drive or whatever the names were. I can't remember at the moment. So we had them write the major road names on the tape. And then we plotted major landmarks that they wanted to visit in different places along the tape that was taped to the carpet. Now, tip here, don't use masking tape on your carpet. Not if it's going to sit there for more than a couple of hours. It doesn't come off well. Try painter's tape. That's my best advice on that. But masking tape is what we used, and so that's what I'm talking about. We had library books in our living room, too and those were used for reference. The kids learned where the Potomac River flowed and about the reflecting pond, the Smithsonian, and they put little army men on the Vietnam Memorial and more things like that. Now, the first thing I learned was to use painter's tape, not masking tape. Another thing I learned is that my kids learned well with the movement and fun, and the joy stayed with them because we played through the learning. We also need to hold really loosely to our expectations 
because the kids will expect other things. They will not know what to expect. And if your expectations are held tightly, you will be disappointed. And that energy will impact everybody. Now, the reason I can say for sure that they learn through movement is because when we came up from the metro, they would orient themselves to the map that they had memorized that was on the living room floor. And they would put their back to the couch and then figure out how to stand when we were actually in Washington, D.C. So their imagined couch was at their back. And then they were oriented to that map. And then they could tell, oh, we need to go this direction next. Now, along the way in this learning, I had talked about airports and we oriented to a map from the floor on tape to looking at the metro map. We also talked about reading the airport map and what those signs mean. This proved really, really important because on that trip, I left my appendix in Memorial Hospital just outside of Washington, D.C. I got out of the hospital from having my appendix removed right before flying home. So I was heavily drugged with pain medication while I sat in a wheelchair and these kids, seven, nine, 10, and 11 years old, pushed me through the airport. They followed the signs because they had been oriented to the map. They knew to be a duck and they stayed close to my wheelchair. And then when we got to the place where we had a layover, which was Washington, I mean, we left Washington Dulles. So they got me through Washington Dulles. We had a layover in Chicago O'Hare. And when we were in that layover there, they knew to be German Shepherd and they stayed by me while I fell in and out of sleep. They directed us through Chicago O'Hare Airport as well. As I would open my eyes, waking back up a little bit again, I would check on them. So parents, if you plan to travel, use masking tape on your carpet, teach German Shepherd, and teach being a duck. Those are the most important things I can say. But here are a couple of other tips that really, really proved helpful. Always carry food, water, and a flat bed sheet. Why? Because an impromptu picnic really helps for rest. And the kids will mirror my attitude. So when I needed the food and water and rest, they did too. In fact, I may have needed it more than they did because they're mirroring me. So when my attitude switches, then it's even harder. So if I can stay ahead of me, I have what it takes to help them when disappointment comes. And when things do not go as expected, because they don't, treat it as an adventure. And then treat the kids as allies in that adventure. And when they rise to that role, especially when it's above and beyond, such as having to deal with a hospital stay and, direct, and bringing me through the airport, we celebrate all along the way. Kudos. Good job. And so even when I was in that wheelchair, I flipped my hand over for a high five. Yep, that's right.
good job. And that was all they got as their celebration. But they knew that they knew that they did it right. So parents, to educate your kids and to prepare them makes your travel sweeter. It makes your travel safer. And you end up having this, this more fun adventure. So thank you for joining me today in the language of play. I'm sorry I don't have my outro music, as today I'm traveling, but I'm not traveling with kids. Instead, I'm traveling for learning so that I can learn how to do this podcasting better, to learn how to do all the different things that I'm bringing to you better. Thank you for joining me.